It was a rough and amazing week for Microsoft. Happy Friday, friends. We're back. We're back. It means it's a Friday. It means it's the end of the week. It means we are barreling towards a game-filled Game Pass weekend. There's just there's a lot to talk about. Microsoft dropped earnings. Microsoft had Developer Direct. Microsoft is about to shove ads, it looks like, into File Explorer. So let's just dive into the details. Now, Microsoft released their earnings this week, and it was a really a mixed bag depending on what you were looking at inside the company. Overall, revenue was $52.7 billion, which increased about 2% year over year. So not a big gain, roughly-ish somewhere in the flat region. Now, net Income, which is the amount of dollar dues that Microsoft is able to put into the bank account after they pay all their expenses, uh, decreased 12%, but it was still $16.4 billion. Now, that's kind of where the good news ends, unless you're on the cloud or office side, because office continued to do, it was roughly flat, but it, it did gain a little bit, and cloud, their uh, intelligent cloud, as they call it these days, did show growth. But in the more personal computing, which is I think where the division that most people listening to this probably care about, which is uh, Windows, which is Xbox and everything else, it was it was a bloodbath. Uh, it was not good. So Windows OEM revenue decreased 39%. That is massive year over year. And it's, it's not surprising if you've been looking at what's been happening to Intel, if you've been looking at what's been happening to AMD and even NVIDIA as well. It has been rough because consumers just aren't buying as many PCs, right? Remember, we all stayed home and then we all bought new computers. And now we're all back into work or wherever you're doing or whatever it is. And the, the update cycle for a new computer is much longer than a smartphone. Even smartphones uh, didn't have a great year either. And so, you know, you don't buy a new computer every two years. I mean, you're five, six years or until the old jalopy falls over and dies and then you buy a new one. And so uh, Windows OEM re re revenue, if I could get that word out of my mouth, dropped. 39%. Now, Xbox didn't have a great quarter either. Content and services revenue decreased 12%. That's not too surprising either. Remember, every year you get away from the launch cycle, well, it's going to be harder to make up some of that revenue because a lot of the revenue, direct revenue, comes from the console sales. Remember, console sales were cut, uh, the pricing was cut a lot. Remember, we were seeing Xbox Series S as low as $199. And so when you're, you're going to have to sell more units at that price to get the revenue up, we don't know the net income and actually how much money Xbox actually made. We just know that the content and services revenue decreased 12%. And again, not all that surprising because what games really launched in the second half of the year for Xbox that would have driven meaningful growth? There's not really much, if anything. So keep that all in mind. Now, we've we'll talk about more in the game section, but we think that should change here in 2023. But either way, uh, it was just a really tough quarter for more personal computing. And Microsoft's consumer division just continues. It, they're going to have a rough time here for the next, I think, couple years. Well, maybe a couple years might be a long stretch, but it's going to be it's going to be rough here, I think, through 2023 for that particular division. So we'll see. We will see. And then on the tail of that, Intel also announced uh, this week that re their revenues fell 32% in Q4. Again, just aligning to what is happening to the more personal computing. If OEMs aren't making more money, Intel's not making more money, and Microsoft's not making more money. Uh, and so there you go. Also, the IDC says that smartphone sales declined 18.3%. Usually, that's been just like the steady cadence of smartphone sales going up. But looks like we're seeing that plateau, uh, much like we saw in the computing era, like the laptop and, and PC space roughly not perfectly roughly around uh, it's like 2012 somewhere around there my dates might be a little off but roughly about 10 15 years ago 
where the PC sales started to plateau a bit, maybe we're starting to see that in the smartphone as well. Now, Microsoft also did announce another number that is somewhat interesting here. Uh, GitHub is now being used by over 100 million developers. Remember, Microsoft owns GitHub. That looks like it was another good purchase by the company because it continues to grow. Many people were concerned that Microsoft owned GitHub and there's just gonna be a mass exodus, uh, but that does not appear to be the case. Onto the Windows 11 side, there is a new build, 25284, and the reason why this one is notable is that there's a new Facebook widget. Now, you may not be a fan of Facebook, and I personally don't really use it much anymore either, but it's really the, the start of that third uh, party ecosystem of widgets to make your little widget panel just a little bit better and a little bit more useful. And on that same vein, Microsoft also released a phone link widget, the early, I should say it's coming, uh, that will allow you to faster access to your phone link. So it looks like maybe the 2023 initiative for a lot of uh, teams is get your widgets on the board sort of thing. So also speaking of Windows 11 this week, there, uh, I believe it was Windows Central and Zach put up a screenshot of what is going to be the updated file explorer. Now, there's really not too much difference, but there's one major difference that has me concerned. It is the word recommended. Recommended should be a scary word for many people inside the world of Microsoft. If you use the start menu, you know there's a recommended section that you cannot remove unless you use a third-party product like my company makes called Start11. And so bringing that to File Explorer, does that, like, are we gonna see like native ads in File Explorer? Because if it is, that is gross, that is, it is gross. We've already know that more personal computing isn't doing well. Windows needs find find new ways to make money, and it's like don't don't let this be the thing that happens. I, it just feels bad. Like you're going to File Explorer is a tried and true productivity tool. It would be like showing banner ads at the top of Excel. Don't give them idea. I hope they're not listening. I I worry that File Explorer, that landing page, you know when you open File Explorer and you kind of have like a, a view of things that have recently happened, that that's going to be a place where Microsoft finds ways to shove unique content and, and ideas and designer and whatever. Uh, the other thing too that is very notable, a report came out that the EU is looking to launch an antitrust case against Microsoft related to Teams. Now it might be in the exploratory stages, we're not quite sure yet until the paperwork is actually filed, but this will be another big deal because Microsoft has been able to avoid it for the most part with Activision aside, but that was self-inflicted and intentional. And so antitrust is way, is a different different sort of uh, court case because Microsoft already has Teams and it's deployed. The question becomes like, let's say, let's say that they do find that it was anti-competitive that they bundled it with Office 365. So what are they going to do? Are they going to just say, okay, we're removing Office 365, or Teams, I should say, from Office 365, and now you've got to buy it on your own. And Microsoft's going to be like, oh no, all these companies that are deep in bed with Teams are now going to have to pay more and just make us more money? Like, how is this going to work? The only thing that would potentially make sense is that they say, Microsoft, you have to remove Teams, make it its own SKU, and then you have to lower the price of Office 365 SKUs so that when you add the Office 365 SKU and the Team SKU, then it adds up to what you're currently paying. That potentially could work. This is a long way from being settled. The thing that kind of jumps out of my mind though is before Teams, Microsoft had chat apps inside the in the, the productivity suite. They had Link. Uh, they had Skype for Business. Like so, Teams wasn't really. Well, they promoted it like a new product. It, it was not really a net new product. It was just the evolution of some things that they already had. So. There you go, my friends. Now, on to the games, because while the financials didn't look good, the games came in spicy. Now, there's there were a couple... Let's just dive in. 
So first up, uh, starting today, you can play GoldenEye 007, and you better bet your bottom dollar I'm going to be playing that. Uh, so that is straight n nostalgia bait, and I'm biting it hook, line, and sinker here, my friends. So this is the game that this is a game that I grew up on on Nintendo 64, uh, throwing proximity mines around complex, odd job, and paintball mode, and donkey DK mode. I think I called. I don't think they called it donkey Kong mode. I think they called it or big head mode, whatever it was. That was my jam. Uh, I will definitely be playing that. I'll be curious to see how the memories come back, if you if you know what I mean. Because it was, I'm sure playing it through as an adult is way different than a kid. But either way, uh, Goldeneye 007 Bound, go get your odd job on, uh, is now available. Then, Developer Direct happened, and I gotta tell you, I like the format. I thought the format was fine. I thought it was good. And of course, the shadow drop of Hi-Fi Rush was a big surprise. And always a good thing when Microsoft's able to pull that off. Not easy to do these days. Now, um, you know, we'll, hold on, I'll come back to Hi-Fi Rush because I played it a bit. Uh, so we've got Minecraft Legends coming April 18th. We've got Redfall on May 2nd. We've got the Elder Scrolls online update coming in June. Where was the Forza date? Now, Forza, as of June, E3 last year, Microsoft did that big thing. Games launching in the next 12 months. And Forza was on there. And it's at spring 2023. Now all the dates are just saying 2023. And I tweeted this right after the event. And everyone's like, well, there's an event tomorrow on Twitch or whatever it was. And that's going to solve it. Well, that, that event, that thing on Twitch was not good. Uh, they should they should have just skipped that personally. It didn't seem like it was worthwhile for whatever they were doing. And so as of right now, it does look like Forza is delayed. And um, I think I think until Microsoft says otherwise, I think that's the narrative we got to run with. So if you want to take it from an optimistic take, if you want to take it from an optimistic take. That is that Starfield is coming this spring, and Microsoft's like, look, we've got Redfall, we've got Minecraft Legends, we've got Elder Scrolls coming uh, online in June. We don't need to try to shove Forza in there. Starfield will take the guts and the glory along with Redfall, maybe Minecraft, and we can punt that to the fall, give it more time to get polished and everything else. And that, I could buy that. Even if it is true that it was delayed, it still is not a great look for Xbox Game Studios because it's again it's an, it's just another delay on top of delays and delays and delays and so we know what the industry is going through we know that all the the trials and it's hard to build this stuff I, I'm not I'm trying to empathize and I understand but it's more so if you tell us the game's going to launch in the next 12 months make sure you're ready that it's going to launch in the next 12 months so we'll see what happens with Forza they could come out and say look we're just still going to ship it and then we'll go from there but uh, yeah we shall see so uh, Hi-Fi Rush by the way I did play I played about 90 minutes of it last night it's i think it depends on what your expectations were based on like the the promotional material i thought it was more of a like a music focused game with combat in the background and what it really is is it's a button masher combat game with music in the background and so i love music type games i love those types of games and so that's what i was expecting that's not to say it's not good uh it's got really unique art style it's got a lot of flavor to it it's also got some uh subtle humor that kind of reminds me of like portal a little bit it's not as uh pronounced if you will as say some of the portal stuff but there's definitely like that narrator humor stuff that going on and um, i'll play it a little bit more and see how it is I, I played 90 minutes of it the tutorial on that game by the way feels really long like really long i was way longer than i was expecting um but we'll see we'll see how it, it shakes out but either way it was a great i think it's a good addition to game pass i don't want to downplay the game if you like button mashers and you like music you're gonna really like this and so uh again it's on game pass so if you're paying for it you're not paying anything else and uh it it, I can definitively say I probably wouldn't have played it if it wasn't on Game Pass. So there you go. So this weekend, just, just this weekend alone, you've got Hi-Fi Rush and you've got GoldenEye 007.
that's a, that's a pretty solid weekend for Game Pass, if I'm honest. Uh, I think it's one of the better weekends we've had in a while from new content. So, all right, jumping over to the questions of the week, my favorite pot. Kicking it off this week is Mr. PKI. Is this Hi, Brad, have you finished High on Life yet on Game Pass, or are you going to drop and start playing GoldenEye today? I have not finished it. I have played... Oh, a bit of it. I don't know. High on Life, it's interesting. Like, there's definitely some humor in there, and it's... I, I just don't know. It may not be my type of game. Um, that being said, I mean, I'm still a... Like, my type of game is the one Microsoft's trying to buy, which is Call of Duty, and also Vampire Survivors. I played a ton of that, and of clearly, GoldenEye uh, is going to be played this weekend. The best part is, is you've just got tons of options now. Uh, I, I know we've always had a lot of options in Game Pass, but it feels like there's a lot of fresh content finally really dropping in. So... Uh, I will definitely be switching, I think, over to Gold, Gold Knight starting today, at least for a little bit. Uh, Cade Hadgard says, sup, ASL. If anybody gets that, you were definitely around in the AIM era. It says, uh, one game I'm excited, excited to see is come out of Age of Empires 2. Ah, I feel like that wasn't talked about much, but I'm curious to see how they will implement the RTS on controllers for the console. Are you going to play it? So I played a ton of Age 2 back in the day. So yes, I will get my on can't believe I just did that. Uh, if you get that reference, you know exactly what I'm talking about from Age 2. So I, I will probably be playing Age 2 on the console. I'll be very curious as well. Man, I, what am I going to... This is like the perfect first world gaming problem. You've got uh, Goldeneye. You've got High on Life, if you still haven't played that yet. You've got Age 2. Uh, you've got the the game's announces. Like, it, there's a lot coming. And maybe Microsoft just really is putting all their eggs in this Game Pass bucket for 2023. And they're like, look, this is the year. It's got to be growth. So... The second question is, do you think ABK will really go through? I I still think it will. There's a there's been some reports coming out about how actually the FTC tried to line up their news with the EU and other things, and I'll, we don't quite know all the details there yet. I still think it will. I think Microsoft's going to have to give a lot of concessions, and I think that they will actually try to give up a lot of concessions to make this happen. So I, I, re I really do. Because Microsoft's the only company, I think, on the planet right now who has a viable path to launching a true games as a service platform right now. Uh, Sony sort of has one. I mean, other companies have the money to do it, but the content catalog and capacity and technology and Microsoft is in the delivery mode while a lot of other companies, if they're even in this arena, are still in that development and building up mode. So I think Microsoft's still got a good chance and I think they will do anything they can to try to get that that deal done so they can keep the delivery pipeline coming along despite whatever the concessions may be. I think that's what something they will do. The Joe Finn says, has Microsoft as a business evolved beyond needing to hold onto Windows? Interesting question. With .NET, Azure, and Office all operating multi-platform, is it time for Windows to be spun off as its own separate company? With rough earnings numbers, the awkward, subtle Windows 10X, and the lack of clear vision, it seems like Windows users should be better served as a standalone company. Joe Finn, that is a really interesting thought. Because... The one thing, the reason why I say, yeah, they're not going to do it. The one reason why I say that is that, roughly speaking, Windows brings in 8 to $10 billion in revenue every quarter. It's just tried and true, and it's steady, and it's stable. Spinning Windows out into its own company, they're going to have some real pricing pressures because, hey, they're going to have to start charging potentially consumers for Windows again. That's not going to work. Granted, we all do pay for Windows. When you buy a laptop, the OEM has to buy that license. And so spinning it out as its own company, I... I think is a super interesting idea. I mean, 
the, the funny thing is, is the way Microsoft's set up, they have their uh, productivity unit, they have their cloud unit, and then they have their more personal computing. They're already set up effectively. If the Department of Justice came and said, you got to split them, it's like, okay, here's the three companies. We've already done it on the financial statements. So realistically, I don't think it would be just Microsoft or Windows. If they're going to split that off, they would have to do basically Windows, Surface, and Xbox. I think Bing is in there maybe. There's some other services in there. I can't remember off the top of my head, but... But Xbox, Windows, and Surface are definitely all in there. And they could go become their own company. $10 billion uh, a quarter is nothing to scoff at. Uh, I think they would have more challenges on their own, potentially, than as part of the larger org. Because, let's be honest, they come out with Windows 12, and it's great, and it's awesome. It's still going to make 8 to $10 billion. They come out with Windows 12, it's not that great. It's whatever. Windows will still make 8 to $10 billion. But that, that's just kind of how it works. And so, I don't know if there's much additional revenue to be had from windows really so I, it's an interesting uh, thought experiment i it really is uh metal bear says the xbox developer direct was a success in my opinion and i tend to agree do you think the positive reaction to the event will really make xbox see they can announce games outside the month of june and release games outside the holiday that would be the hope i mean they're definitely dropping some big investment titles outside of the traditional fall window if you will and so yes there's sometimes games do launch in the spring i'm not saying that they don't and i'm sure many people i think elden ring actually launched in the spring if i remember correctly um but i think that getting out getting away from games have to be announced in June is a positive thing. There's actually some precedence around this. Microsoft used to go to CES every year and they would talk about all the things coming that were coming in the year ahead and then they got away from it because it just didn't align with their, their release cycle. I personally hope that we see more developer directs maybe every six months, something like that would be a great cadence. You know, you have the one early in the year and says these are the things coming in the next six months that we know are going to happen. And then you have one maybe at E3, maybe that's what they call it, or, and then say these are the next things in the next six months only. And that's all they talk about. And they'll talk about anything further out ahead and give no release dates so that they can really make sure they nailed those delivery dates because they were becoming uh, more and more of an issue as uh, Microsoft continues to go on. Clemens says, what do you think of the TV show Last of Us? Such a success and the Halo series was such a letdown. So it is great. The Last of Us is doing phenomenal. I have not watched it. I canceled my HBO Max a while ago because they used to have all the Harry Potter movies, which my daughter was going through, and then they moved them all out. And so it was like, whatever. Uh, I have not watched it. I don't know if I will sign up for HBO just to watch it, but it has been a gangbuster. And it's always good to see when those adaptations become a huge hit, right? That is that is the dream. And that's what Microsoft hoped, hoped would happen with Halo on uh, Paramount+. Plus. And as Mr. PKI points out, they already did at least announce that they signed on to season two. I guess they could either be filming it and then it'll come out or... Potentially it has been canceled. We don't know. We'll find out eventually. But I think it's great. I, I genuinely think it's great that The Last of Us is doing so well. And maybe we'll see more video game to TV series adaptations in the near future. Gears of War, wasn't that rumored for a while? Well, that one will be kind of crazy. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I could, you could imagine a Forza spinoff. I guess Forza Horizon would maybe be a little bit better of a story. But uh, I was thinking that would be like Fast and Furious kind of thing. We'll see. We shall see what happens my friends so uh that wraps up this week my friends that wraps it up thanks for tuning in i, I this was a, a great week i'm gonna turn this off and go play goldeneye and so hopefully you have a wonderful week and as always make sure to keep it subscribed here because only bs on this podcast is me